Welcome to Updates from the Middle of Nowhere. I'm Liren. Alright, I missed my deadline for Monday, but that's okay. I'm still going to talk about cooking and health. And I don't know if I'm going to eke out anything creative today. You'll know more than I do about it by the end of the episode. So first of all, I got some really nice calls about my talk about breakfast, so I'm going to share them and my comments first. Taylor and Jason from Nerds RPG Variety Cast. I just want to call and wish you luck on doing a better job on recaps for your game that started back up tonight. Um, also, I want to say I enjoyed listening to you talk about breakfast and, you know, the pre-made meals. We struggle with that, too, for a little while. You know, every now and then we'll sit down, we're going to make a, a menu, and we'll plan it out, and we're going to try to make food ahead of time for the whole week, and then... You know, after a week or so, it falls apart and we're buying food at, you know, Wawa or somewhere. So, yeah, I, the, the little egg tort- taco things you're talking about, they're using eggs, tortillas, is a great idea. I'm going to have to look into that. Um, yeah, so I'm excited. So I, I look forward to hearing more about what you're doing for breakfast and for food you can take to work. So talk to you later. Hey, Jason. Thanks for your call. So, uh, sadly, we didn't game last night, so I don't have to worry about recapping that one. One person let us know they weren't going to be there. One person showed up, and the other two didn't message or show up or anything. So that's a little unnerving. You know, I really envy people who get close enough with their online game friends that they can, like, I don't know, text each other or like that they're friends outside of just the night they get together to game. Also, I think, you know, that's a perk of the audio dungeon community. I feel like a lot of people on there who game together are much more uh, connected than people who just randomly meet on, you know, some forum or something or on a, you know, players requested thread or something and join a game. Uh, So anyway, no recap needed this week. I'm really hoping we game next week. I know it's so funny because as I enjoy that game more and more and care about it more and more, I worry more and more about it falling apart. I mean, you know, I guess that's natural, but this is really my first experience with an online game that's long term that I am invested in. And so it's really interesting after hearing other people talk about how painful it is when people just disappear and, you know, games just die unexpectedly. I hope I'm not about to experience that. I I don't think so. I just, you know, that's always my fear, right? So as far as breakfast goes, uh, good luck. I hope that you are successful in planning. Oh my gosh, I am realizing I am just not a great planner. Like I can schedule out when I need to be where, but when it comes to planning as far as making up a menu and shopping for ingredients and all of that, I'm really not good at that, it turns out. I mean, I I should say it just doesn't come naturally. When I make a very concerted effort, certainly I can do it. It's just that it isn't my natural state of being to be like, oh, what do I need to do today that's going to benefit me for the rest of the week? Normally during farmer's market season, I will just spend Sundays after we go to the farmer's market, I'll spend a lot of time cooking a bunch of the food that we get so that then we eat at the beginning of the week and then I'll try to cook again midweek. That's the trick though. That midweek cook often doesn't happen. If I get really busy or we have a lot going on or like when we're swimming, 
three days a week, well, two work nights, we're swimming. So we don't get home until really late. And then uh, one weekend day we swim, but that doesn't impact things so much. Although the weekend day we've been swimming has been Sunday. So when farmer's market season comes around, that might have to change to Saturday. Anyway, okay, well, there was a nice tangent, huh? <laughs> so uh, one thing I would say about the egg wraps that Jeff made is that they are wonderful. He made mine with spinach and mushroom and spinach has a lot of moisture. So I've noticed when I microwave them, I microwave them at a lower power setting than full because if I microwave them on full, the tortilla gets, uh, all the moisture gets cooked right out of it and it gets really kind of hard around the edges. And, um, but I've noticed the spinach in the egg has a lot of moisture and it makes like soft, squishy spots in my tortilla. So I wonder next time that we do that, I'm thinking that we'll freeze the egg tubes, at least the ones with spinach, and then I will assemble them after heating the egg. And maybe that will mean that will happen a little less. I don't know. All right, I'll keep you posted. We'll see how it goes. So I have not made steel cut oats again, but I'll talk more about those in a minute. Laren is evil Jeff. Hey, uh, listen to your latest podcast with the cooking. You were mentioning about bread and tortillas and such. Uh, you probably want to go ahead and spend a little bit extra money. Go and find bread that is sprouted grains. Uh, my wife and uh, has moved over to using the sprouted grains. It is a healthier bread. Uh, doesn't hit your, uh, doesn't cause what the, the thing for insulin, I forget what it is, um, but doesn't hit you as hard. It's a lot better for you. So you might want to look into that. And I, I know there's also a sprouted grains tortilla because we've gotten that as well. So that's one tip for you to get a little bit healthier. Hi, Evil Jeff. Thank you for your call. You know, I actually know about sprouted grains. I love them. I buy sprouted pumpkin seeds to put on my salads. And I know they make tortillas and bread with sprouted seeds. You know, we really don't eat that much bread. We have been eating more bread since I've been making toad in a hole with our own home eggs than I ever have before. So normally I buy this bread that has a ton of seeds in it. Uh, from Costco when we go to Costco. Uh, I don't know if they have a sprouted seed one, but I'll have to get some sprouted seed bread and try it. I'm sure I'll like it. I love like nutty bread. One of my favorites is sunflower seed bread. A local bakery bakes a loaf that has sunflower seed little pieces in it. They're like cut in half. They're about that big, as big as about half a sunflower seed. I love that. I love that little bit of crunch, but it's not the kind of crunch that like sticks in your teeth. So Anyways, I'm going to give that a try. I have not tried, I don't think I've tried sprouted grain tortillas. I've seen them, but I don't think I bought any. So that is a wonderful idea. I'll have to see if I can find a bag of those before we make those again. I'm hoping to make those again uh, this upcoming weekend. Hi, Liren, Spencer here. I'm just calling about oatmeal, uh, porridge to be precise. Um, being a and b in the Scottish Highlands, we simply have to offer guests porridge every morning. Now, we do regular traditional porridge or we do a fancy porridge which changes from day to day. Um, you can have that as a starter or you can have that as your main breakfast. That will keep you going right up until lunchtime. No problem whatsoever. Uh, but the difference between Scottish porridge and English porridge is that English porridge is made with rolled oats 
and could be knocked up in seconds. Scottish porridge is made with pinhead oatmeal or steel cut as you refer to it. And that has to be soaked overnight. Otherwise, it just isn't edible. And I wonder if that's what was going on with the oatmeal that you tried to knock up. Anyway, great episode. Look forward to the next one. Bye. Hi, Spencer. Thank you for calling in. I never even thought about the fact the Scottish Highlands would force you to serve porridge. (laughs) I'm so curious what the add-ins that you offer are. I bet it's going to be things I would never even think to stick in oatmeal. I think you're right about the steel-cut oats, the texture being the issue, because what he made, while it was edible, it was more chewy than he likes. So I'm sure it was because they were actually steel cut oats. Now they are quick cooking steel cut oats, but quick cooking steel cut oats still take a good long time. The ones I made in the instant pot that I mentioned that I put that um, berry mix, that frozen berry mix in, those I cooked as steel cut oats and they turned out great. But regardless, when you use, obviously when you use steel cut oats, they stay firmer and there's much more of a, um, I can't think what they call it. Uh, When you take a bite of it, you get much more texture. There's much more of a, I took a bite of something feeling than there is with, say, you know, instant oatmeal, which is just mush, or even rolled oats, which while not mush, they have more bite to them than than instant oatmeals. Oatmeal, they're not as textured and as uh, meaty, for lack of a better word, as steel cut oats. So anyways, I'm going to try to make some more steel cut oats in the Instant Pot. I'll tell you what's really funny is that we are so not used to having things in the fridge at this point. After farmer's market season ended, it's been a couple months that we haven't had things that we cooked ahead in the fridge that people keep forgetting there's anything in there. So I've had to throw away a couple things that I made and it wasn't because people didn't like it. It's just because no one thinks to open the fridge and look before they just grab something else. So anyway, I'm now on a new plan of what kind of whiteboard am I going to put in place where I can write things that I put in the fridge that are available for people to just grab. And I know that will mean that I'll then have to be the person who every time I come home opens the fridge and updates that list because expecting people to update it is probably asking too much. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, it's a system we're trying, I guess. I'm, I just, I have to laugh because we're so out of the habit already after just a couple months of not having the farmer's market. Hey, Lira and Shay, just uh, catching up on episodes um, over the holiday period and just after, still loads behind, but just want to say thank you for your episode on breakfast and the health stuff. I have to say, for me, I've recently made peace with breakfast. As you know, I've been sort of sorting out my health. Uh, lost a lot of weight in the last sort of three months and um, breakfast is the bedrock of that so just thanks for reminding me and also thanks for reminding me that it's easy to get in a rut with those foods hope you're okay god bless see you soon bye hi Jay. thank you so much for your call you know i have all the respect in the world for people who get things under control and manage their eating and um manage their weight. I am so terrible at that. I'm not a yo-yo dieter specifically, but in effect, I end up being a yo-yo dieter because I spend part of the time I'm really mindful of what I'm eating and thinking about what I'm doing. And part of the time, I just sort of put my head down and do the things that need to be done. And for some reason, I do not put 
managing what I'm eating uh, on the same level is getting people where they need to go. So that's something I've been working on. I'm I haven't been terribly successful, but I have to say having our own chickens laying eggs has made me much more conscious of breakfast. I feel like our home laid eggs are a health food, like a good resource health wise. And so that has led to me making breakfast a lot more, which has been wonderful. So I know what you mean about breakfast being the bedrock. You know, as somebody who went years not eating breakfast very often, partially just out of lack of creativity. That sounds so silly as I say it, but I grew up in a home where everything was processed. My parents, uh, my dad was an engineer and my mom, um, she grew up in a house where they had a housekeeper and her mom wasn't a big cook. I loved my Nana dearly, but when we went to her house for Christmas, Christmas dinner, uh, one of the most memorable things about it that I can still cook and think of her is Spanish rice flavored rice aroni. I mean, (laughs) you know, processed food was what you got. And it's funny because until I moved to Seattle when I was 26, I just never realized that you could eat any other way. Isn't that silly? So, Still, I struggle with that. I don't like processed foods now because I hardly ever eat processed foods. When I do, they taste so salty that I don't enjoy them. But still, I struggle with creativity about what you can, for example, put in oatmeal. So it's it's so silly because if I stop and think about it, sure, okay, yeah, I can think of some things to put in oatmeal. But you know how you have some recipes or some meals where it's just in your mind that, hey, this is an easy, quick go-to? My easy, quick go-to list isn't really there because so much of it from when I grew up and when I was younger involved processed food that I don't eat anymore. So that's been really interesting to me trying to sort out like, okay, what are my go-tos and and what things do I fall back on when I'm not feeling creative or I don't have a lot of time, you know, so I need to start working on that. This is something I've been thinking this year, as a matter of fact, is that I need to start working on that partially for my son. You know, he's 18 now. He's going to be 19 in March. I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon, but regardless, he needs to feel more self-sufficient. And I think part of feeling self-sufficient is being able to feed yourself. And he doesn't eat a whole bunch of fast food. He knows that if he eats a bunch of fast food, it makes him feel really awful, you know, like physically. And so I think that he would feel more confident in himself if he could better feed himself. So it's funny, my husband bought our Instant Pot. And when he did that, he did it because he said, what a great thing that would be to teach our son how to use that then he could cook for himself. And we use the heck out of that thing. Another thing we use a lot is our air fryer. So that's been really good. I don't know if you ever listened to Ivy's podcast, The Happy Whisk, but she talked a lot about how much she loved her Instant Pot and her air fryer. And oh my gosh, I used to commiserate every time she would uh, not commiserate, but you know, like agree with her every time she would talk about it. I'd go, oh man, do I know what you mean? Because they are really, those two tools are really uh, very handy in the kitchen. Anyways, thank you for your call. I'm really happy for you that you're feeling better and that you're... um eating better. I received one more message that I really love. Uh, A long time ago, on a few occasions, Jason from RPG 
variety uh, variety RPG podcast. Oh my gosh. Can you believe I can't remember the name of that? He just sent me a comment. Anyways, Jason, <laughs> he would occasionally send me messages where his dog Maddie was talking to him. And so he would record it for me. Well, I got a message from him just recently where his other dog Gadget was talking. So he sent it to me. I love messages like that. I don't know what it is about dogs that makes me so happy, but the way that they, they have so much personality and the way that sometimes they'll, they'll be very vocal and communicative. And sometimes it's when they're playing with each other. But I'll tell you, one of the funniest things about my pug, I laugh and laugh at that dog. Because if you look at her and you look kind of inquisitive and you cock your head and you kind of raise your voice and, and say like, what are you doing? Or sometimes I'll look at her and I'll say, is Timmy down the well? And she'll look at you and she'll kind of look all intense and then she'll bark that weird little pug bark. See, now I'm going to have to record that, aren't I? <laughs> I'm away from home all day today, so it may not happen today. But I'll tell you, that makes me laugh every time. It's I have had so many dogs in my life. Really, I've had probably 30 dogs in my lifetime. And I've never had a pug until now. And holy cow, is she ridiculous. I have had lots of breeds of dogs. I have loved all of them for different reasons. But I got to tell you, if you want to be laughing at the ridiculous behavior of a dog, a pug is a good breed to get. However, you have to not mind being snuffled on and you have to not mind a dog that doesn't like to be held and snuggled close. Maybe some pugs do like that, but I noticed the people we got her from had both of her parents and they had other pugs. And I noticed that while their pugs would come and lay by you, they don't like to be like held and cuddled. And uh, that is true of mine as well. So anyways, um, here is a message from Gadget. Wow. Since it's Creativity Tuesday and creativity is on my mind, I am thinking about TJ Drennan again. Isn't that funny how that works? He recently released five little pieces of music that he called Fruit Salad that I thought were really wonderful. And there are two of them that I really like, especially. It's so funny because I have an interesting relationship with music. So I love music, you know, like background music or whatever. I, I like to have music on randomly here and there. But when I, every once in a while, music will really like hit me. I know I've talked about this before when I've played songs that like really um, fundamentally affect me. But a lot of times when I listen to TJ's stuff, it might be because he's just releasing the music and there aren't words. It might be because they're not very long. So I'm very paying very close attention when they're playing. In this case, I can tell you that when I heard the first one that I'm going to share, I thought, oh my gosh, that's like really evocative. And it's interesting because I sat there for a minute going, okay, it's really evocative. What exactly is it evoking? So it made me realize that my very visual imagination, so I know I've mentioned before that 
a lot of times when I hear music or when someone describes something to me, I have a very visceral response because my brain generates images to go with it. I have been so out of whack that that isn't even functioning properly. So it's interesting to me how out of touch I can get with things. Um, And I wonder, I think it's because as I feel more and more self-conscious, I don't want to look at things. And so I kind of shut that part of me off that's so open and receptive. So I'm really happy I've realized that. I am definitely planning to work on that. But I did find myself, it's funny, when I heard these, when he released them, I listened to them at right as he released them because I think I was at work. Was I at work? And I noticed one popped up, so I listened right away. I might not have been at work. I don't, oh, I think I was. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> um, And I just, I encourage you to put on a pair of headphones and just close your eyes and spend the few seconds with these pieces of music because they're really, uh, I love the variety in each note, especially on the second one. Anyway, I'm going to play the shortest one first. I don't know why it is, but that little snippet evokes the feeling I used to have when I would go trail riding on my horse all by myself. And it would be like a cool fall day in Michigan and the wind would be on my face and in my hair. And those were such happy times for me. And when I actually close my eyes and, and just listen to that little snippet, that's the what immediately comes to mind. That wonderfully um, um, invigorating kind of feeling. It's not really energetic. It's just, it's such a feeling of connection. And in Michigan in the fall, sometimes the weather is very windy and, and, and there's a nip in the air. And, and it feels like, oh, this is the promise of a snowstorm that's coming. But in the moment, it's just like this really energizing feeling, but not in a violent way. Anyway, I, I I hope you guys know what I'm talking about. I feel like I'm rambling. All right, on to the second piece of music. In the description of this snippet, TJ says that it's out of tune. And I have to say, I love that about it. I love that it's for me when I close my eyes and listen to that. It's it's very um, it's uplifting in some ways. It's peaceful in some ways. But that little hint of discord in there, I guess, you know, I feel like that little snippet is kind of an anthem of optimism where it's kind of like you want it to be this uplifting, happy, tra-la-la kind of song. But there's this little edge of discordant kind of, uh, oh, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, really, is everything that perfect? But you want it to be, you know? <laughs> anyway, I love that piece of music. It's so funny to me how if I really just experience it, if I stop thinking about life and chores and things I have to do and bills we have to pay. Holy cow, yes, bills we have to pay. Ugh. Every time I turn around, there's another thing with this house, another permit, another this, another that. Um, I just really am happy that I slowed down and listened to those as they came out because wow, you know, and the other ones are good too. Don't get me wrong. I just don't want to put you guys through sitting here listening to every little bit of music. But if you are not already a Patreon of TJ's, I just encourage you to join. It's like one or two dollars are the levels he has. Trust me, very much worth it. All right. I hope that you guys are having a wonderful day and I will be back soon.